Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Edna J. White. I am so glad you are here with me today on Wounded to Wonderful and Keeping It Real. Yes, you are in the destination to be a part of a candid conversation with family and friends about things that happen in this climate right now. So I was supposed to be today with someone who was in another country, kind of got their name, the um, dates and the times wrong. So I am here today by myself. So I just want to say that I'm recording this on my for my anchor podcast, and I want you to come over and visit with me. But I decided I'm going to go live today and try to, I guess, get some interest on other parts of media. So. Today's topic is everything happens for a reason. I am going to be talking about myths that we believe and that we've kind of assumed or traditionally passed down that we think make a difference. So like if you pull a gray hair, it creates gray hair. Um, Beauty is pain, you know especially when we exercise, chocolate causes acne, uh, cracking your knuckles creates arthritis. I, I know how many times I've heard that. Um, terrible things come in threes and an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Things like that. Those, those common myths that we hear or that we were told, we kind of cling to. And I know in my life, my mother has always said, um, Eating chocolate's going to cause acne. Well, I was pretty not acne-ish when I was younger. So I think it depended on what I was eating because I was always a picky eater. So I we're going to be talking about how that these things affect us every day. And we need to let go of the myths like everything happens for a reason because if that's the case, a lot of the times that hap- things happen with us, there should be a reason. There should always be a reason. There should, you know, we should know the reason why things happen, but we don't. Fairy, failure and loss are inevitable in this life. So we can't even try to rationalize it, try to figure it out. These things happen. And they're all going res- to be because the way we respond. You know, we hear stories from the Bible um, about men in general cursing God and then God blesses them because they curse God, but they really, the heart was in the right place. So if we take that sense of the Bible, then how does everything happen for a reason? Right. So I just want you to stick with me on this, Okay. I know that it's kind of mind-boggling, but this is something that it's a random thing in my in my brain that I kind of get lost with and I and I kind of want to scream that's not fair to say those things. It's not fair to say if I pull a gray hair it's it's going to create more. It's not fair to put that pressure and that that fit that fear of failure or fear of loss in me as a child. It's not fair. Don't do that. A lot of people truly want us to be successful. And 
sometimes they consider our lives their lives. So creating failure and loss in you is really what they're trying to convey that that's going to happen, but they seem to have rejected the responsibility that you have to make hard choices in order for those things to kind of happen or the good things to happen and you have to live your life according to your choices because in fact it's it's your responsibility to make hard choices and how you choose those choices is how you live your life um the same people that kind of told me these you know everything happens for a reason have overcome tremendous tragedy and pain. Which I know that would make some people curl up and permanently and totally die. And that's, even in my own life, I know that if people knew that the pain that I've went through, they wouldn't be so easy to say, ah, you know, everything happens for a reason. Every... Everything does not happen for a reason. The notion of that is obscured. And it's, it's not the reason that we should be focusing on. Because if we give that reason complete value, then our lives are nothing. Or it would not be what it should be. Or we would have a crutch that's avoiding us from growing right to this very day. And it often looks like we're in the wrong place. Or we should be in a better place. Or maybe it should be a higher power making these things happen to us. Teaching us a lesson. And it should be fate. Or a preordained script for our life. Or a greater purpose, you know, the mysterious thing that we don't even know what, what our purpose is. And if we hear that it's a greater purpose in mind because tragic things happen to me, there's a greater purpose in mind. Or that some omnipotent force of the universe knows what's best for us and that's the way we should go. It's none of the above. The reason everything happens is none of the above. Maybe that was brought or said to someone to give them comfort because they knew nothing else to say. You know, like when you have a death in the family and someone says, sorry for your loss. Sorry for your loss. Sorry. Hmm. It's, that's not even conceivable. So some of the phrases and the things that we really take on we're pronouncing over our lives. The responsibility for success is on us. So the responsibility of creating meaning out of life's biggest disappointments is on us. But I always found it profoundly unsettling and very selfish that people would say those things to me, those phrases, um, and, and, and try to make me believe them. Because that, those 
empty words bring value to your life and fatally ruin your life when you believe them. And then when you're derailed, like I was, I somehow learned the lesson, the fatal lesson that I was supposed to learn. I learned it. And, you know, it was like a failed business, a, a severe illness, a divorce, the loss of a loved one, dashed dreams, natural disasters. Each of these are excruciating in its own way. But the idea that life's unfairness is somehow supposed to be justified by a scripted reason, to me is ultimately, ultimately, out of the question. And it should not be accounted for. It's outright lazy. It's being lazy. It's, it's not being truthful. I may not know what your loss is. If you have a loss of a, of a loved one that... You know, maybe a husband. I never lost a husband, but I had a divorce. So I don't know the name, the, the feeling. And all I could say is, you know, I've learned to say, if you need me, I'm here. And I close my mouth. Or I just hug them and say, I love you. Why repeat phrases that you don't even have a grasp on what it means. It's like speaking Chinese, a Chinese phrase or German phrase or French phrase, and don't know what it is, what it means. That's what I'm talking about. Whatever, everything that ha everything happens for a reason is idiotic. It's giving you an empty falsehood of something that even the person that told you don't have an idea what should be there. So ultimately, it's up to you. It's about creating meaning, not finding meaning. See, because you can dig forever. You can unearth something, and you can dig forever. The archaeologists, for a perfect example, they dig for years and years until they find something. Do you really want to spend years and years that, to dig up a fatal situation that you've had and ultimately find the reason why everything happens? Or do you want to create the meaning? And you notice I said meaning, not reason. While we should own up to our mistakes we've made and be accountable for the failure, oftentimes it's very simple, simply no reason why something bad has happened. It just happened. I'm always thinking of things, you know, I'm always in myself. And there's a song I know, my one of my closest friends, um, my BFF. Um, she loves um, the Beatles. And John Lennon quoted the song, Beautiful Boy. Life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. And I often think about that. Life is what happens. I'm not discounting possibilities that luck plays a role in this whole trajectory of our lives. I'm not, not dispelling that. But I'm saying it's up to us to define the purpose. And when terrible things happen to us, it's rarely just 
us that it impacts. Saying that the reason that that happened was to help us to conveniently and self selfishly excuse or absolve ourselves of responsibility and to outrightly ignore the pain. A lot of times I was ignoring the pain because I was living on everything happens for a reason. And I ignored the, the pain until a pin dropped and I exploded like a, like a, a balloon, a, a water balloon, let me just say, a water balloon all over everybody. We don't want, to, want that to happen. We shouldn't want that to happen. It is truly crucial that we know what we're saying and why we're saying it. We are people who are lazy and will listen to something that somebody says. Like this new saying that I believe that everyone is saying, um, oh, what is it, the phrase? It's, it's so annoying. Um, basically. Nothing is basically. Think about that. Basically. So basically, look up the word. I want you to go home and look up the word basically. It's literally all over the place. It's either this or that. So if you're talking, you're making a point, it's either this or that. Or what you want it to be. I wouldn't use basically. We don't own events in, or their reasons. We own what we do with them. See, that's the difference between everything happens for a reason. We own what we do with them. All those reasons and events, we don't, we don't own them. We own what we do with them. I remember when, um, as, as struggling through um, single motherhood, um, I always suffered and it was very hard for me to kind of climb the ladder and to provide, but I did it, and I was determined in my mind, and I always used to think about the word suffering, and I, I, I hated that word, because I always heard, no pain, no gain, and I hated that word, those two didn't even go together for me, and sometimes you have to suffer, and you have to struggle, and I hated that word, and I remember hearing the, the scripture in church that a certain apostle wrestled with the angel because that person didn't want to do what the angel had instructed and wrestled. And when they wrestled with that angel, something changed or his thigh bone was changed because he was wrestling around and broke his thigh bone. And he, he was grappling with the fact that I want to do what I want to do. Well, that's what basically is. Basically. <laughs> but when I was going through this, I always used to go through this. I said, I'm not struggle I'm not a struggling, you know, single mom. I'm not gonna go through pain to gain anything. I wanna be able to speak as though they were. And each time that I started even getting weak or fragile in, 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 in what was going on, I always believed the next level. Yes, this world can create reasons, but guess what? It teaches us lessons. 
when I realized that, you know, that wasn't the prescription that was laid out for me and that I had to literally be able to take the lesson and think this just happened and it's my responsibility to take what had just happened and either re react to it or respond and do something about it and be able to take my part in what really happened. That's the profoundness of it all. That's the profoundness of it all. Semantics, when you say basically whatever. Semantics. You have to, instead of speaking like that, speak powerful, that, that produces accountability, that heals, that grows, that turns things, that creates things, that outlives the, the pain. Create things like that. It's like having an eclipse happen and then it's gone and it outshines the sun. See, it's hard to accept things during times of grief because we have to grab onto something in order to not know our part in it. And I remember when my dad died. And I, had, I met him when I was 27 and he died when I was 35. And I had a, for, you know, um, a little time and I was able to enjoy him as a father, adult father, and be able to talk to him about different things of my life. So when it was time for, when he died, I went down and I remember crying, but I was crying, not a lot. I was, I'm going to miss you because you were really something special in my life at this time. I don't know what you did in the past. I didn't focus on that, but I know what I focused was on the present when we had time, that that time meant something. And my brother walks up to my, my brother walks up to me and says, why aren't you crying? I said, because I had my time with him. It was just time for him to go. I did what I was supposed to do. I don't feel bad about where I was in his life. And I can't account for the past because I wasn't there. And my brother said, yeah, you're right. But we had a hell of a time with him. <laughs> and I said, but that's not my part. See, we have to take responsibility for the now, where we were in that person's life, what we did. And if I were not the type of daughter or the, wouldn't have put all the time in and been courageous enough to say, I can't look on who did what or whatever. That's y'all business. Right now, I need to have a dad in my life and I need to have establish a ground. So when the sudden loss come, my eyes weren't weary about, you know, um, what I didn't do. That I wasn't crying out of pain of what I didn't do or what I didn't say. Or what I didn't believe. The truth is that the reason bad things happen isn't somehow baked into our lives of trajectory. Terrible things do not happen for reasons we can't understand or even accept. But that doesn't mean that we are helpless. We are the ones who are giving meaning to what happens in our life. With or without an acceptable reason. I think this topic is a very meaty topic and it, it, it lends value to us as people.
if you are perpetually looking for a reason to somehow make it self-known to you magically, that reason supposed to magically come or God's supposed to tell you that, why that reason is, or it's supposed to fall out the air or out of sky, excuse me, and it would be neatly wrapped in a bow, then you are avoiding a much harder work of taking what happened to you and to others who were impacted by it and creating something that has value. That has been my whole life's mission. Things that happened to me in my past that spilled over into my siblings' lives, my mother's life, I didn't want it to impact them negatively. Didn't even want it to impact me negatively because it could, I could have been, you know, hooked on drugs. I could have been a whole myriad of other things. But somehow I created something that had value. Something which I look back now and I'm happy about knowing that I wasn't following any script, but instead I wrote my own life. And you can do the same thing. You know, I was reaching out to church, um, believing in things that didn't have depth. People that didn't have depth, that didn't have an understanding of me. And I was the only person that had an understanding of me. I didn't pay attention to me. Whether it's a failed business, a personal loss, or a professional setback, the same lesson applies. We don't own events for their reasons. We own what we do with them. Make no mistake. Creating meaning requires heavy lifting and infinite, more importantly, effort. See, you have control. It means you moving from being the victim of your circumstances to a creator of your future, shaping despair and pain into hope, failure, and loss into success. Ultimately, it means looking back with gratitude. Just like I talk about, and if any of you know me, I talk about my car accident as a blessing because it got my mind off of things that I would still be doing and not and not being effective of who I am because it took everything of who I was and it buffered and it battered me, but now. I have an opportunity to define my path forward that I've never would have taken otherwise. And that is as fair as the world can get. Everything happens for a reason, but you are the creator of your life. I hope that you really got something out of what I said today. Um, because I really thought about this and I have been going through my own battles myself, but I want you to know that 
it takes a whole lot to do some it takes a lot of courage to do the work for yourself to do the work on yourself and I just ask that you do that this is Edna J. White and this is Wounded to Wonderful Radio keeping it real and I I hope today that I kept it real enough please leave a comment in my sec in the section of this video if you have any comments encourage me discourage me comment tell me what you want what you want to hear or go on my anchor podcast and subscribe hit the like button subscribe so that you don't miss any of the new recordings coming for this next coming year cuz we should be having a lot of good um participants and, and co-hosts. So I'm excited. Um, you can reach me at at um, facebook.com ejwcoaching or you can reach me on Speak Magazine. That's at Speak Mags. M-A-G-Z. Thank you so much. It's Edna White signing off. Thank you.